Hello, dear friends. Hope you've all been peaceful in the Lord during the past week. May grace and peace abound in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. You are listening to the Sunday worship message from the last day's ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's main word, let us begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today's main text comes from Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 through 28. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 1 through 28. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service in a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, and the table, and the showbread, which is called a sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer, and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. And over it the cherubims of glory, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But unto the second went the high priest alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and divers washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of reformation. But Christ being come in high priest of good things to come, 
by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead, otherwise it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law perched with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us nor yet that he should offer himself often, as in high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Amen. In order to realize the truth that the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross gives all Jews and Gentiles the eternal forgiveness of sins indiscriminately, we must also understand the sacrificial ordinances of the Old Covenant which was performed on the Day of Atonement for the Israelites under the Old Testament law, where the blood of animals only cleansed the flesh, but also how the blood of Lord Jesus Christ sprinkled in the heavenly sanctuary eternally takes away all the sins, cleans the conscience, and redeems of everyone whosoever believes in him. In the age of law, when the high priest entered the holiest of all in the earthly tabernacle once a year and every year, for the sins of the Israelites during the year, and sprinkled the goat's blood on the ark. 
he heard the voice of God forgiving him and the wrongdoings of the people in the glory of God coming between the cherubims. However, although their sins were forgiven through this sacrifice, they did not cleanse their conscience with them, but only cleanse their bodies. The sacrifices performed by the high priest on the Day of Atonement became a model of the New Testament of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, in order to give eternal redemption without distinction between Jew and Gentile, Christ did not use the blood of goats and calves, but entered the sanctuary once with his own blood and accomplished eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Hebrews 9.13-15 The Lord Jesus Christ, who became our high priest, when, with his shed blood to the holiest of all, in the heavenly sanctuary, not to the tabernacle on earth, and accomplished eternal redemption by entering once into the presence of God. Under the Mosaic law, the high priests had to enter the holiest of all once a year, every year, but our Lord Jesus Christ no longer needs to shed blood. Hebrews 9.25-28 says, Nor yet that he should offer himself often, as the high priest entereth into the holy place every year with blood of others, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once... In the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Sacrificial offerings under the law could not make those coming to it perfect. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Hebrews 10 verse 3 and 4 Shedding it once is enough because the blood of Christ has the power to take away the sins of those who believe. Hebrews 10 verse 10 through 14 By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected for ever them that are sanctified. Now we can understand the meaning of the words that John the Baptist testified when he introduced Jesus to the world. John one twenty nine and verse 30 says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Not only that, but we can 
once again realized the meaning of the words about salvation when Apostle Paul preached the gospel of Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1 through 5 Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if we keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. Also we must get a deeper understanding of what Jesus said to his disciples before he left the world. Nevertheless I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Of judgment, because the Prince of this world is judged. John 16, verse 7 through 11. Jesus said, Not believing in him is a sin, because only his blood can remove all the sins that are embedded in people's consciences. We must understand, God gave testimony unto the Jews for 1500 years through Moses. Only the flesh could be washed away by the blood of animal sacrifices. The Apostle Peter testified that the end of believing in Christ is the salvation of souls, because only the blood of Christ removes sins in souls and purifies them. Then he said, Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and ye see me no more. Means that when Jesus disappears from the world and sprinkles his own blood in the presence of God the Father in the holiest of all in heaven, whosoever believes in him can serve God by receiving salvation because their conscience is cleansed as their sins have been removed. Thirdly, the Lord said, Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Apostle Paul testified through Hebrews that Christ appeared once at the end of the age to take away sins by offering himself as a sacrifice. In other words, when Jesus died on the cross to remove the sins of the world and resurrected, the world had already come to an end. The end of the world means that the ruler of this world, Satan, the devil, who brought sin, curse, and death into the world for 4,000 years before Christ appeared, has already been judged by the blood that Christ shed to remove the sin, curse, and death of the world. Therefore, the Holy Spirit rebukes all people in the world to realize this truth, repent, and believe in the gospel of Christ, and ultimately turn from the devil and unto Christ. After his resurrection, the Lord Jesus Christ set upon meeting his disciples, and he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures, and said unto them, Thus it is written, 
and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Luke 24, 44-48 Blessings to you in the name of Jesus Christ, that these blessings be filled with each and every precious audience of today's message. Amen.